Imagine launching Jason into space. I mean, that's something we can all down with well, that. Only <laughs> if you're wearing a tank top like you usually do in the morning for the meeting. Tomorrow, boys. Oh, tomorrow's tank top day. Yes, I love tank top day. Hey, thank, you. Uh, thank you, Jason. Appreciate that. Uh, I believe it was William Wallace who once said, they may take our lives, but they can never take our, tank our home title oh. lock Okay. Or, or our tank tops. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, he was wrong, of course. We all know how that worked out uh, with him in the end. He was he was a victim of home title fraud. I believe that's how that that movie ends. Is that right? Uh, home title uh, theft is not only a real thing, but in fact, it is on the rise in a big way um, because of the you know the way home title theft works. You could be a victim and not even know it yet. Here's how it goes down. First, cyber thieves search hundreds of public databases for high equity homes. Maybe you've paid your home off. Maybe you have a lot of equity in your home. Uh, certainly the home values have gone up quite a bit. This is a high time for this type of crime. They get control of your title and then basically you're screwed. They take your equity. They can borrow against it. You got to try to unwind it with banks and insurance companies and local governments. It's a disaster. You need something that's going to help keep you safe, protect your most valuable asset, register your address, see if you're already a victim uh, and don't even know it yet. And you get a complete title history of your home, $100 value free from HomeTitleLock.com. Do it today. HomeTitleLock.com. Radio show starts in seconds. So the White House this week uh, told us that they are coordinating with big tech to flag and silence people. And then they said, you know, there's really 12 people. But then they wouldn't name the 12 people. Now they've named the 12 people. But what's happening to those 12 people? And does the government have a right to take away your right? just because they can call up a private company and have it done? I don't think so. Stephen Miller is looking into this. He's just uh, he's just started the uh, America First Legal. He's the founder and president of that. And he's going to talk about what the administration is doing, how they're coordinating, and how we can stop this, because it is absolutely not constitutional. And they're, they're, what they're doing is they're silencing people for misinformation. But at the same time, the mainstream media is lying about what is happening in Texas with the, you know, the voting bills. They're saying that we're cutting hours, et cetera, et cetera. But now it's even worse. Now they're saying we're not going to even be able to teach Martin Luther King. We're not going to be able to teach about the evils of slavery because of these Texas Senate bills not true maybe we should make a list of 12 uh, institutions on the left that shouldn't be listened to anymore and maybe should be banned and I'd start with CNN CBS NBC ABC all of them because they're lying and we begin there in 60 seconds the Glenn Beck program you know, when I was a kid, uh, one of the things I was really afraid of was uh, quicksand. 
mainly from Gilligan's Island. But didn't it seem like in television back in the day, I think the Brady kids were in quicksand at one it's point. Always quicksand. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even know if quicksand exists. Uh, I don't think it really does. Certainly not like it does in those shows. Right. Yet my kids just the other day were like, Daddy, have you ever seen quicksand? No, I never. Why? No, I don't. I don't even know if it exists. Uh, and the more you struggle to get free, the more you sink. Well, that is the quicksand that you actually deal with, and it doesn't make for a good, funny comedy uh, sitcom. The quicksand that you really are in is your finances, usually. You know, you're struggling to get free, and then the more you sink, and, you know, you're looking for somebody with a tree branch that will come by. Can you help me pull pull, pull myself out? I'll do all the work. Would you just hold the stick for me? And it's always at the last second, isn't it? Uh, don't wait until the last second before you go under in the quicksand. Uh, I have a tree branch for you. It's American Financing, family-owned company that have been helping people just like you find the exact right loan that you need, and they've been doing it for over two decades. So whether it's refinancing your mortgage, getting a new mortgage, taking out a consolidation loan so you can get out from things that are sucking you down, Call American Financing. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Where we just don't let you know who we are. Uh, we don't let you know that we're conservatives. Uh, and that way we can brainwash people uh, and feed them all kinds of misinformation. Or it's the exact opposite of that. But you'll have to decide. Um, the media right now is coming after Texas uh, with both barrels. But they are, they're filled with fraud. I mean... Th- Everything they're saying about the Texas bill on voting is not true. Now they're actually saying that we're never going to be able to teach, you know, about Martin Luther King or, or, or Susan B. Anthony. If the Republicans have their way, you'll never hear about those people in school. Let me tell you something. Critical race theory disagrees with Martin Luther King. You keep critical race theory in and you will lose Martin Luther King. That's not what is in the Senate bill. And instead of going to some expert who has read the bill and knows about the bill, and I got to tell you, this is what I read. Let's go to the guy who actually wrote the bill. The guy who can set the record straight is Brian Hughes. He's a Texas state senator. He's the author of Senate Bill 3. Welcome to the program. Glenn, thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be on. You bet. It must be so frustrating for you to see these, these uh, uh, quote-unquote trusted voices talk about the bill and just lie about it like they are. Glenn, it's just beyond words. We've dealt with media bias for a long time. Everybody gets that. But to falsely state objective facts, and to do it again and again, and then to have this echo chamber. And I'll tell you this, you don't have to take my word for it. Anyone can go to Chapter 113 of the Texas Administrative Code. That's where our curriculum elements are found, at Chapter 113, Texas Administrative Code. That's before my bill. That's after my bill. It's still there. And you will find many specific references to difficult subjects like slavery, the Ku Klux Klan, eugenics, 
bright things like the women's suffrage movement. A lot about Dr. King. We we adore and look up to Dr. King so much. Uh, you'll find many references to him, to Susan B. Anthony, the civil rights movement, the Underground Railroad. The very things, the very things that we are accused of removing are specifically set out in the curriculum standards today. Today, that has not changed. It's, right. it's remarkable. So what happened? What are, what are they basing this on? How could you possibly... How can an honest person read uh, your Senate bill uh, uh, three and come up with that? Can an honest person do that? I can see how you could look at the bill from last session. There was a critical race theory that came out of the House last session, a bill about critical race theory, and it had a long, exhaustive reading list, topics on the left and the right, all kinds of American history. And we heard from teachers and from the State Board of Education, and they said, Hey, leave us the specifics. Leave us the details Correct. in your bill. Just put the broad topics. So Senate Bill 3 removes those specific items from the statute, but it leaves them where they belong over in the curriculum in Chapter 113. I have not seen a single story, a single story about this. Look at Chapter 113 in the law in Texas, Texas Administrative Code, that lists Dr. King, Susan B. Anthony, All right. Underground Railroad. So, topics. so what are the categories? What does this new bill say? Oh, we're so excited about this bill because this says we're going to teach our students to judge people based on the content of their character, not the color of their skin. It specifically says that in Texas public schools, we do not teach that one race is inherently superior to another, that one sex is inherently superior. It specifically rejects white supremacy or any racial supremacy or inferiority. It also says, Glenn, that one race, members of one race are not inherently racist and unable to overcome their racism. Do we have problems in America's past? Of course. And we teach American history and Texas history, good, bad, and ugly. But we teach our students how we overcome it by coming together as Americans, not by being racist. I, I am... I, I, I don't know if you feel the same way, Brian, but I am shocked that we have to outline this in every state in the union. I, I, I can't believe this has been so well crafted and is so far down the road that we have to have these bills. And I'm also shocked at the people who are standing up fighting against them. Goodness, remarkable. And perhaps one of the worst elements that we had this during the debate on this bill last week, one of the worst elements, there is a teaching that meritocracy and work ethic and working hard, that that's a racist construct. I know. What is the worst thing we could teach our children, regardless of their race, color, gender? What's the worst thing we can teach them? That hard work doesn't matter? That's the essence of the American dream. That's how everyone can succeed in this country like no place in the world. And these people are suggesting that we should teach hard work and meritocracy is racist. That's horrible. I have to tell you, I, it's one of the things I mean, there's, you know, obviously a lot of things like I, I don't want my kids to be criminals and I don't, you know, all the things that you worry about. I'd love my kids to have a great relationship with God, et cetera, et cetera. But as a dad, I worry all the time about teaching my children work ethic. You know, how do you. I learned that, I think, through osmosis because my father was doing it. We were all just expected to go to work with him. We owned our own business. So at eight years old, I'm, I'm working. Well, right. I don't have that kind of business for my children. And that 
that scares me that they they may not have the right work ethic. And here we have our schools wanting to teach that that work ethic is racist. That dismantles everything in our society. Uh, Glenn, you said it well, dismantles everything. You and I and people that grew up in America understand this American dream, right? That even if you fail before, no matter the color of your skin, no matter what your parents did, no matter where you were born, if you work hard and trust the Lord and play by the rules, you can succeed and you lift others up when you do that. This critical race theory, this toxic evil doctrine attacks the very heart of the American dream. And let me just say this, Glenn, I'm going to, this is pretty obvious and I haven't heard people talking about this in critical race theory. They're teaching little white children that they should feel guilty about uh, bad acts by previous generations of white folks. But even worse, they're telling little children from minority communities, little black children, brown children, they're telling them, Oh, you can never make it in America. America is so racist. It's so against you. You'll always be second class. What a horrible message to teach those children. Let's teach them that we can all succeed. Are there problems? Yes, we'll overcome them together as Americans. But everyone gets a chance. Everyone can succeed in America. And critical race theory, as you said, undermines the very heart of the American dream. Teachers are already reporting. They say that that they're very beginning of seeing some of the early results of teaching critical race. They say that they are already seeing white kids being rejected from playgroups and um, they're being ostracized. And, you know, we, we did a study. Uh, what was the name of that study back in the 1950s or 60s where uh, they taught children uh, that if you have blue eyes, you are inferior and you're to be feared. And if uh, you have any other color eye, you're fine. And they they classified the children of blue eyes and they only did it in one day. And they said by the end of the day, the children were already separating themselves and breaking friendships. Can you imagine? I mean, we know the results of this. Can you imagine teaching this all throughout our country for even just a year? What an impact this would have. Oh, Glenn, what a nightmare. You made the great point in that study demonstrates that racism has to be taught. Taught. And we have we have challenges in our history, difficult challenges with racism even today. But most folks would agree we are making progress. We've got a long way to go, but we're making progress. That's what Dr. King said. This teaching, this critical race theory pushes us back generations. It creates new racism in our country. The last thing we need at a time like this. So is this going to pass? This bill is going to pass. It has passed the Texas Senate. As you know, over in the Texas House uh, right now, we don't have a quorum because a number of our Democratic colleagues have left to go to Washington. And so uh, we don't know exactly what their plans are, but they're going to come back at some point. They've got homes and families here. And Governor Abbott says when they come back, he'll call us back for another special session. And I can say for my part that I'll stay here as long as it takes and come back to Austin as many times as it takes to get these bills done. Glenn, there's this bill. There's election integrity you talked about. There's free speech online, uh, helping our retired teachers, children in foster care, property tax relief. So many good bills we want to get passed, but we can't do it right now because we don't have a quorum in the Texas House. Are you convinced that if we pass these bills that they're not just going to change the names or they're not just going to wink and a nod with the with the you know real radical teachers and they'll just teach it anyway? 
Well, I'm glad you brought it up because if you read this bill, it doesn't use the phrase critical race theory. Rather, it describes in detail those pernicious doctrines. But yes, we're going to have to watch. That question has come up. We have great teachers in Texas. We're thankful for them. And most of them reject this, the vast majority. In fact, I've heard from a number of teachers that support the bill. And teachers have sent me examples of where they see this creeping into curriculum. So the good news is we have great teachers in Texas that don't believe this. We want to make sure that they're supported and they're not being pushed to teaching lies like this to our children. Brian, thank you so much for being on with us. This is Brian Hughes. He's a Texas state senator setting the record straight and telling you exactly what's in the bill, not the lies from the mainstream media. Uh, Texas Senate bill number three. Brian, thank you so much. God bless. Thanks for having me. You bet. Stephen lives in uh, Arizona. He wrote, writes in about his dog's experience with Rough Greens. He said, I heard about Rough Greens from your show, Mr. Beck. <laughs> Love Mr. Beck. Uh, please call me Glenn. Um, my dog, JJ, is seven years old and in good health. Just a little overweight. You know what? Me too. She now drools on the floor when we fill her bowl. Her coat is now shinier and she no longer has dandruff. JJ is a lot more active now, too, and she's constantly going back to lick her empty bowl. That is something that Uno does that I mean, I've never heard him push the bowl up against the wall and you just hear the metal bowl clanging up against the wall as he's licking it. Never, never has he done that in his whole life. He does now with rough greens. And apparently, J.J. is uh, the same with uh, Stephen in Arizona. Stephen, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for writing in. Um, it is, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that your dog is more active and enjoying life a little bit more and more healthy. That's what Rough Greens does. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on the food. Makes, your, makes the dog food healthier and makes your dog healthier and happier. Most dogs love it, but if your dog doesn't, you don't want to be out you know, a bunch of money because you ordered a big bag of this stuff. That's why they're offering a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay for is the shipping. Then if your dog likes it as much as Uno or JJ does, then you can order a real bag of Rough Greens. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or call them at 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Call them now. 10 seconds. Station ID. This is the Glenn Beck program. We have um, we have Stephen Miller on with us in in just a few minutes. Stephen is uh, looking into the Biden administration's coordination with big tech. You know, I found it interesting that um, Joe Biden always says, "I'm going to get in trouble with uh, you know I'm going to get in trouble with people if if I if I go off script." Yeah, right. uh, yeah, it's. it's- really been an issue the media just holds him to account glenn just yeah. so much no i think he's talking about the the marxists that are actually waiting behind the blue curtain <laughs> um but he is in trouble now because mm-hmm. of what he said with facebook that we're coordinating with them we're working with them uh the white house well, was- uh, has spent like two days trying just to walk that one back well, and that's after they because they had to walk back that facebook was killing people yeah right yeah. so he, that, this is what biden does do he yeah. he blurts things out then he gets called on it and he tries to back it off and he usually goes Worse. too far in the wrong direction. Yeah. Again, like you look at the vaccine numbers, you can argue Facebook all you want. The literal peak 
of vaccinations in this country was the day they implemented the Johnson and Johnson pause. It is entirely responsible for the fall off when it comes to vaccines, at least the timing of it. If you had gone at three or four million doses a day for another couple of weeks, it would have been way above the goals that they had set. You pay attention to all these numbers. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, 48. Isn't it 48 percent of the country is vaccinated now? Uh, fully vaccinated. Fully vaccinated. And, and that's including children. Right. That's right. what I wanted to ask. Yeah. So if you include children, that's what's driving that number way down. It's 48.7 percent. Uh, but that includes Everyone under 12, which is not eligible you, you for the vaccine, which is obviously ridiculous. ridiculous. I mean, is ridiculous. it ridiculous? You know, it's a ridiculous standard. Really, what you need to look at is the most important number out of all of it is at least one shot 65 and older. Right. That number is 89.1%. Right That's now. fantastic. I, That's fantastic. What did you expect to happen? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What, yes, you, you would like it to be. You'd love to get to herd immunity. You'd love to do all those things. Uh, about 56% of adults have received one dose. Uh, uh, excuse me, 56% of all people have received one dose. And uh, 68.3% of adults have received one dose. So, I mean, it's it's crazy. First of all, one dose is probably enough. That's what a lot of experts are saying. Yeah, there's now. some doubts about that with the Delta variant. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, makes it a little bit less effective. Right. But yes, I would agree. It gives you a significant Correct. amount of, of protection. And the way they're counting this, while while counting children that cannot get it, yeah. can't get it. It's, it's, I mean, Sun City, Florida, 100%. Utah, 5%. You know, because yeah. they... They have such a young population and so many kids. It's ridiculous the way they're doing this. It really is an insane thing. I mean, the reason they use the fully vaccinated number on the news all the time is because they want to make evil Trump supporters in the South look but like they're anti-science. But it is not evil Trump supporters no. that are doing it. It is Hispanics and blacks that As well, generally yeah. are, are not. They're the, they're the leading factor. Others mm-hmm. aren't doing it, uh, but sure. they're the leading factor. Why don't we hear that all the time? Why don't we hear that? And that doesn't even include people like yourself, Glenn. You're not anti-vaccine. Nope. But you had COVID. You have a level of protection. You've had a positive antibody test, Mm -hmm. right? That don't even include that in these numbers. So we know more people than this have some level of immunity to the virus. It's just this. And now they're talking about, you know, throwing masks back on. It's the return of the mask. And it's like, well, you know, again, you're, you think you're incentivizing people to go get the vaccine when you're telling them that they all have to wear masks again? Uh, why would they? You could understand why people would be like, why would I bother with this? You know, again, I... I yeah, because I'm, it's not even convenient. I can't get it from my doctor. I can't get it from my doctor. I can't get the vaccine oh, yeah. from my doctor. Yeah, and you have to go set up a separate appointment. That's stupid. stupid. That's just so stupid. This is the Glenn Beck Program. But it's the misinformation people that we have to stop. <laughs> right. So we'll get to that here with uh, Stephen Miller from the White House in just a minute. Former White House. Um, Goldline. We are going into an inflationary period. I don't know if you saw this. Experts are now saying that food prices this fall will be up 10 to 14 percent. The inflation on food. Who's getting hurt by this? Who's getting hurt by this? The people who are living on the edge of our society. We're going to tax the rich. We're going to do all these. We're going to spend, spend, spend. Who's getting hurt by this? So we've got 10 to 14 percent inflation happening now uh, this fall, they say, with food prices. 
Gold Line is there. They're a hedge against insanity. They're a hedge against inflation. They're offering a 6% bonus special now on qualifying self-directed IRA transactions, 6%. And also their highly popular gold legal tender bars. Uh, the cards are available for both IRA acquisitions and orders for direct, direct uh, delivery. Do it now. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Stephen Miller uh, used to be a senior advisor for Donald Trump, and he was the director of speech writing for the president as well, which I'd love to talk to him about. I'd love to talk to him about that, but we got to get to some important stuff first. He has just uh, founded, and he's the president of American uh, America First Legal, uh, and they are launching now an effort to get all the documents and find out exactly how the Biden administration is coordinating with big tech as Joe Biden just kind of spilled out the other day. Uh, they're kind of backtracking on that now, but do you have any doubt? Let's go to Stephen Miller. Hi, Stephen. Great to be on with you, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. So tell me what you guys are doing. Yes. Yeah, so as the whole world saw a few days ago, Jen Psaki admitted in the White House press briefing that the Biden administration is actively coordinating with the tech conglomerates to deplatform, censor, and silence Americans. It goes without saying, although I'm going to say it, <laughs> that this isn't this isn't only authoritarian and wildly inappropriate, it's also unconstitutional. Oh, it is. And the reason it's unconstitutional is pretty straightforward, which is that the government cannot use any quote-unquote private company as an agent on its behalf to deprive somebody of a foundational right. So a very basic example of this that you might see in a Law & Order episode would be that if the government wants to search your home but doesn't have a search warrant, they can't ask a private security company to break into your house and take your files and right. then say, oh, well, we didn't do it. The private company did. Right. That's exactly what they're doing here with respect to free speech. But in order to stop them, we're going to need more than just Jen Psaki's admission, although you'd like to think that would be enough. We're going to need all the records, all of the emails, all of the documents that show this unlawful coordination. And you that know, means- Stephen, you know it's happening. And it may not be on a whitehouse.gov uh, email address, although I wouldn't put it past them. But you know this is going on. And even if they say, we're, oh, we're not doing it, and you know they have found a way around it, they are, they are talking to each other. I mean, it is the left... It has all of their people embedded in those places. Yes. Well, it's a, first of all, another reason why you cannot draw a line where big government ends and big tech begins is because of the entirely incestuous nature. Exactly. Staffing relationships between yes. the two. They go back and, and forth. They'll go from the White House to Facebook to Facebook back Correct. to the White House. 
Exactly. And 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 to the Capitol Hill offices in the House and Senate that supposedly oversee and regulate. And so and I, I have a unique vantage point here because in addition to serving in the executive branch for the last four years, I was on Capitol Hill as a staffer for almost a decade before that. And so I can tell you from firsthand knowledge and experience that many staffers on Capitol Hill dream of nothing else but getting to go work at a place like Google or Facebook or Twitter, maybe. And so that's also part of this incestuous relationship. So you really can't tell where one ends and one begins. So how do we another s- important point go- here is yep. that is that the the White House and the majorities in Congress are actively talking about new legislation that will supposedly govern the rules of the road for big tech companies. Nope. Why does it matter legally? It matters legally because if you are saying on the one hand, we have control over your business model, we have control over how you operate. And then the other hand, you send a request that says, would you, could you please deplatform this person? Hmm. In the law, what that means is that the, the company is effectively being coerced into doing your bidding. Now, I am definitely not making excuses for these companies. They, they love, they're run by radical progressives who hate everything that we believe. But I'm saying as a matter, it's also important that the government, as we speak, is talking about regulation and legislation concerning big tech. Well, there's two things. There's two things on this. First of all, I don't know what you believe would happen with the Iran-Contra affair, but I actually believe Oliver North didn't tell the president. Uh, The president may not have known. He just knew the president wanted to do those things and to keep to keep everything, you know, uh, safe. So the president could honestly say, I didn't know. Um, I think that stuff happens all of the time. And sometimes they misjudge the president. Sometimes they, you know, the president's happy about it, I'm sure. Um, But I believe people take the initiative themselves to get things done. Um, And so the, the president, the president doesn't even have to be involved. They don't even have to say it. They just know that this is what they all want to do. And so they just do it. The, the 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 second thing is they also want regulation and it is exactly the same thing that happened with the three big automakers uh, with FDR. They went to FDR and or FDR went to the big three and to the tire companies. And there were a lot of really good tire companies back in the 1930s and 40s. And um, FDR went to them and said, you BF Goodrich and you Goodyear. You guys come up with the regulation for yours and Chrysler and uh, GM and Ford. You come up with the regulations because we need to regulate you. Well, all the regulations that were written benefited those companies and put everybody else out of business. That that's that's the kind of legislation you're going to get from uh, the United States at this point with these companies. That is the quid pro quo. Yeah. And, and that is where it is an entirely symbiotic relationship where one needs the other. Big tech needs big government to protect its monopoly and big government needs big tech to censor dissidents. And, you know, the point that you made about auto companies also applies here just to illustrate the truth of the example to Wall Street as well. 
which is the Dodd-Frank legislation, yep. was written by the people who were being regulated and written by the staffers who wanted to go work at those companies. Yep. The end result was is to make so-called too big to fail even bigger and more uh-huh. powerful while killing the community bank. Yep. Exactly right. Exactly right. So we know what's going to happen. We also have seen big talk from Republicans. We're going to get tough on these companies, you know, uh, Section 230. We're going to and nothing happens. So, Stephen, what is going to happen now? What What's the plan that you think would affect this? It's a great question. So first on the legislative front, because there is a lot of ongoing debate in the House and Senate about what legislation looks like. For what it's worth, my own view on this, and I believe Clarence Thomas pointed the way in his opinion that he recently wrote, I think that the large technology companies should be thought of as common carriers in the same way that your telephone company is, providing a basic service. Your telephone company, your water company, et cetera, they can't turn off your water, they can't turn off your phone service because you express a heterodox view that's unpopular in Washington, D.C. Mm. Uh, I have very little confidence that that is the direction that Congress is going to go on this. <laughs> <From a> legal, <laughs> yes. I can guarantee you. <laughs> yes. From a, from a legal standpoint, in the courtroom, the, the key is that we're going to have to most likely go and enforce this FOIA request in court. So FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, the way it works is that you have the right as a citizen, I have the right as someone leading a nonprofit group to access these records. They belong to the American people. These are public servants. But oftentimes people in government do not comply with these mm-hmm. requests. And you have to file suit in Washington, D.C. I'm sure that's where it's headed. But the, the end goal is if we are successful in getting these documents and we are able to show this collusive behavior then we will have established a true legal route for liberating victims of censorship and deplatforming because we'll be able to show that they are victims of government censorship. And the tech companies are simply doing the bidding of their government masters. Well, I mean, I don't know how you're I mean, I'm sure there's not a paper trail and contracts, but when you have the government and the Pentagon saying, you're going to be our cloud service. You're going to be um, we're going to you're going to be our uh, repository for everything that you, you wait a minute. You can't have that relationship with those guys because they're not going to want to piss you off. You're not going to want to piss them off. You get special favors because they're one of our biggest clients. It happens without even without even asking for it. It will happen. Correct. I mean, yes. That's a very important point. I mean, it, you know, to use like a perhaps a crude example, but the um, if the mafia and goes and asks a business owner very nicely yeah. um, for five hundred dollars, they don't have to complete the rest of the sentence. Right. The, the, the understanding is there. Correct. Um, and these companies are completely reliant on government protection, government contracts, and government favors. And again, likewise. The staffers in the government who are, you know, think of themselves as very important people, they also think of themselves as entitled to make a very large amount of money. And the way they think that they are going to get a large amount of money as such important people is to leave Washington and go work for, again, a Google or a Facebook mm-hmm. or a Twitter. 
Stephen, I uh, I support you in uh, in this, and uh, and thank you for fighting. Uh, anything that we or the audience can do to help you? The, the best thing that everyone can do is just go to visit our website aflegal.org. That's aflegal.org, and you can sign up for our newsletters. You can read about our latest cases. You can join the team and help us not just on this issue, which is obviously of existential importance but in all the legal battles that we're currently waging against the Biden administration. Uh, Stephen Miller, founder and president of America First Legal. It's aflegal.org. You can follow him on Twitter at Stephen M. Stephen, thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. God bless. You bet. So here's the deal. There's two kinds of real estate agents out there. The kind who treat it almost like a hobby and the kind that bust their butts because they actually care. That that is the key. It's not somebody who it's not somebody who just does a good job. When people actually care, that's what makes things different. And you need to have that connection with your real estate agent. They need to they need to care about you and your situation. And more importantly, they need to have the system in place to be able to drive eyeballs to your house. And drive offers to your house. And it's got to already be in place. It can't be like, you know, we're trying something new. They already have to have that. And when they already have buyers that would be in the market for a house like yours, they they can move your house quickly. That's the kind of agent you're going to find with realestateagentsitrust.com. On the buying and the selling side, whether you're moving across the street or across the country, we can help you find the right real estate agent in that area for you. So go to realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Tonight on Glenn TV, you've heard the lies about critical race theory. It's harmless. It's just a law theory. It's the new conservative boogeyman. Opponents of CRT are racist. It's not being taught in public school. Glenn exposes the true origins of critical race theory and gives you the facts you need to fight back in the war for our children's minds. Watch Marxist Methods, debunking the left's lies about critical race theory. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Tonight, you don't want to miss our Wednesday night special at 9 p.m. I'm going to be taking you through the history of CRT and the Marxist revolution. It is really important that you see how these people work and how um, we arrived here. Historically speaking, if you don't know your enemy, you can't you can't beat them. Um, and there's a lot to be learned. And, you know, the problem is, is they make it so hard to learn about them because oh, all of the woke language and all of the twisted, you know, philosophical bullcrap in the language uh, that you, you, they just make up. I swear to you, they're just making it up. Have you ever tried to read Karl Marx? Yeah, it's it's just there's always this sort of circuitous yeah. speech and like, you know, the way it's written is it's like a lot of the woke stuff is written today. If you yeah. look at the academic papers on, you know, 
women's studies and gender studies and all of that. It's just like this circuitous nonsense. To yeah, that, but it it's is. like self-proving nonsense. Yeah. And you, I've read Das Kapital and you're like, what, wait, what, how, how, what, <laughs> what are you saying? How is this supposed to work? That's part of the design of it. It seems. I know. I know. So it's really difficult to get through some of those things. So we're going to break it down tonight and I'm going to show you um, historically how all of this came to be and what their tactics are. If you if you want to if you want to beat them, you need to understand them. And that's one thing that we don't have on the right. We don't have an understanding of of who the enemy of our republic and uh, our constitution really is. And it's a pretty bold statement to say that we're fighting an enemy that is domestic and foreign that is trying to destroy our constitution but that is exactly their stated goal destroy the constitution and destroy the western way of life and you do that by destroying america they are changing everything and they are way 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 ahead farther ahead than i even thought um i thought you know i worried that while we had Trump in office, they were just plotting and planning, and that's exactly what they've been doing. But it's it's worse than, you know, just the last four years. This is a hundred years worth of work all coming down the pipeline now at once. And if we're not educated and we don't know what we're facing, then we lose. And that cannot happen. Don't miss tonight's special blazetv.com slash glenn use the promo code glenn and save this is the glenn back program